0: welcome welcome to episode 48 of the no hangover podcast as always your favorite host jordan is in the building checking in who else i got on it's the your boy with me?
1: eric what's up what's good
0: the people know you hopefully by now if Shit. not familiar, familiarize yourself let the people know who you truly are i'm eric <laughs> <laughs> you guys know where to find us we're on apple Podcasts. we're on spotify we're on soundcloud google play youtube to be decided um decisions should be made quite soon sooner than you guys would expect if you guys are looking for our playlist we are on spotify we have 11 of them um if you can't find them on spotify you can find them on eric's personal apple music page and that's
1: eric aponte or eric underscore aponte 34 my bad my bad
0: underscores needed um Social media, as always, Instagram. No Hangover Podcast. That's where you guys can get in touch with us. You can link with us, DM us. Let us know what you think about the show. Any suggestions that you guys want to make? Any opinions that you guys have? That's where you guys can find us. Um, and again, this is episode forty-eight. We're gonna start it out with music, as always. Our favorite artist that we always talk about on this podcast, Drake, has dropped a little uh, little mixtape for us to hold us over until album time. Dark demo tapes is the name of that the yeah, mixtape, like
1: correct? That. Right? Yeah. Hold on. It is dark lane demo tapes. Dark lane. Dark lane. So like an alley, but okay. Not.
0: Well, I'm fucking with it for sure. Um, it's like a series of songs that we kind of already heard
1: because there were a lot of leaks and. Yeah, I mean the first one, two, three, four, five, six songs. Well, it's not you two with Chris Brown. Is that well, no? That's no. a new song. So, I mean. Losses five is of the first song. six songs are songs that have were already out leaked that he kind of rolled out a little bit. Yeah,
0: the only ones that didn't leak that are new songs are Not You Two. Uh, he previewed the future, the D4L shit. Only two losses and Not You Two, I would say, are the only ones that people haven't really heard. All yeah. the other ones either. War, leaked, and War's been out for a minute. Right. All the other ones either leaked
1: or Drake previewed them during right. this quarantine shit. So I like, mean, but he was really leaking them himself. Like, right. all the ones that were previewed, like, that were leaked, he had previewed and shit like that. So it really right. wasn't like. But, I mean, if you really. Time digging, Flies, you know. Landed, D4L, Pain 1993.
0: Those songs he previewed and they didn't officially get yeah. leaked. Like you couldn't yeah. find them anywhere. If you wanted to listen to them, you had to find the IG. Yeah, live but and the, to yeah, the but that, that that was easy to find on Instagram. That shit True. was flowing around everywhere. True, but like if you think about, I mean, Deep Pockets was rolling and we had an official copy of that basically. Yeah, War was out. <clears throat> Demons with 5-year-old Foreign had been leaked for like a couple weeks, I believe. Bro, yeah, nobody got Pain 1993. That was hard to get. Desires he leaked himself. Yeah. 2C Slide is like basically a single shit went number one so i mean classic drake kind of piggybacking what he did piggybacking off of what he did with care package because care package he kind of put together a compilation of lucy's that yeah. we've loved over the years and this is kind of a compilation of lucy's that we've gotten here over the last few months
1: i mean he say he's about to drop he probably I think, 2020 yeah he'll probably drop in may sometime this month yeah
0: so. i think of quarantine uh well, quarantine coronavirus didn't happen and this pandemic wasn't as big as it is, I think he would have dropped already. The album would have been you dropped. Think so? Yeah. Or he would have been gearing up to drop because to my knowledge, I think he was announcing the album and was gonna announce the tour at the same time and then the no pandemic. Toy. Yeah, the Shoot. pandemic popped off and everything got shut down. So he kinda had no choice. But I mean, like I said, classic Drake, he's always putting content out he's always making sure he's staying relevant stays on our mind even during this quarantine coronavirus shit like he gave us a little tape while everybody was at home he was all over instagram popping up on instagram lives previewing music talking to people talking to people he said he's
1: gonna have an interview with joe budden when the album drops so he told joe
0: forward to that he told joe budden that directly on instagram live too him and rory were going at it that was interesting He went on that quarantine radio with Tory Lanez. Too. He did. He did quarantine radio, man. I got to give Corey, Corey Tory Lanez credit for that because that was like some great. Who marketing. just signed
1: him for? Was it? I think YouTube picked him up or something. That they're gonna start putting it on YouTube or some one like some platform like that. I
0: think I heard about that too. But I also he also came out and did an interview. I think with HLN and said that all the proceeds from quarantine radio merch is gonna go towards. COVID-19 yeah. relief funds and shit like that. So, Good for him. I mean, he's doing it for a great cause and he's drawn a lot of attention over this last month and a half with this quarantine radio shit. So yeah, he It is quite know. interesting. You want to see some booties drowning in some milk, <laughs> <laughs> take your ass to this. Have you watched line. any of them? Have I? Yeah, I have. I haven't watched any of them. I've watched some of them. They're funny. I mean, like I haven't watched any like all the way through yeah. or the whole entire time, but there's always funny little the snippets that people... Repost and whatnot. Well, I mean, I've seen those, but have you ever
1: like went in on the? Yes, while the live is going, yeah. I have. I have. I don't know. Tory Lanez is whatever. I like Lanez. But I, I mean, we did say before, though. I mean, I said that that he's kind of he has definitely shown his versatility and his personality is definitely uh he's been showing that a lot more lately, and that's taken him to a different level as far as stardom and his public perception. Yeah, that he's kind of like breaking that mold of being just a rapper he's becoming a personality now that's kind of important too I mean for sure rap is
0: ultimately a platform the people who make the most money in rap use it for something else whether they become a a movie star or beats by Dre or Ciroc companies shit like that
1: well we'll see if he can fucking take it
0: so now, I mean, he can you take know take it
1: and run with it. I mean, he, I mean, he did with the quarantine radio. So
0: yeah, he might take it to TV. I did hear something about like MTV, like trying to get him to do a show or something like that. There you and go. And that wouldn't be too far fetched. Yeah, plenty of rappers it, who have had shows.
1: <clears throat> what would like a fucking one of those love shows or like a reality show or like it would just be Probably like the like, quarantine radio shit? They would have to change the name, no? Or but, who knows? But have you ever seen when Mac Miller had a show?
0: Uh uh-uh. Tiger had a show The Last King It's basically a show Of like Kind of their life And Like the coolness of it And you know Inside aspect You see what they do In the so mansion like behind You the see the some of the partying shows. Yeah It's kind of a show too That they You know They do different yeah. events To build some type of plot And whatnot. Yeah
1: So like a Like a fucking uh Like a fucking Robin Big Like a fantasy factory Yeah
0: That's the example I was gonna use Like a fantasy We're factory What a great
1: show I love that show It's funny as fuck Fantasy part.
0: factory or Robin Big
1: fantasy factory it's hard robin big was robin big was too. it was but fantasy factory i feel like they were able to do more and like they did more shit yeah the production sure. he had the money and yeah. he had
0: the fucking fantasy factory that
1: shit was fun like <laughs> the funniest the one is when they fucking, they're playing dodgeball and he kicks the ball at chanel was <laughs> the first time she was like Laughing, I'm like I'm okay.
0: Oh but what God. the fuck? The second time she was pissed. Bro, but he, the fucking way he you. kicked it, like you he chipped a tooth. Yeah, I'm but sure. you
1: could tell. I think it was at the end of that show because uh-huh. they, because they uh, entered the tournament and they got fucking blown out. But she had like some type of a uh, face mask or like face guard or something that uh-huh. came off and hit it. Like I, I pretty sure it was at the end of that show. But the second time that he, she got hit in the face, like he kicked it and it was just like everything just lined up perfectly she was just in the right spot he kicked that at the right angle it was just like boom right in the face it, like you could tell it was an accident but goddamn the shit was fucking hilarious <laughs> Yeah, he did. I feel like he just gave us a, a nice play-by-play <laughs> on how, they, how she just got <laughs> annihilated like, like, in the face. T- every time I watch it, I fucking die laughing to Tilarious. this day. It's hilarious.
0: It's hilarious. What's more funny is her rap career. But <laughs> we'll leave that alone. She's annoying. The fact that she tried to... Like, I mean, fir- she was cute on the show when she would try you and rap see? and do shit, but the fact that she took it all the way yeah. to like, trying to make her it, an artist. Yeah,
1: exactly. At first, it was cool. It was like, oh, yeah, and then no Wayne signed you. her, and then yeah. she rode with that forever. <laughs> but, I mean... It more seemed it like it seemed like they were signing anybody at that time. They were. They <laughs> like went to a slew of just like really just okay, like you can washed rap. up.
0: All right, come over here, Bow Wow, Busta Rhymes. We got a spot for you. Oh, shit, Maybe yeah. Busta not as much because Busta had like two or three decent singles on YMCMB before Bust sat down the joint uh-huh. with Q Tip. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's that? Um, when he did the verse with Chris Brown, I think he might have been signed it them. Look at me now. Yeah. That was 2012 That was still like prime YMCA Yeah bro. He 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 wasn't like on the Worst part of it Yeah You know what I'm saying He just was kind of You know he was already yeah, Busted yeah. rhymes on the very Very yeah, back end they, of his career
1: I don't know what happened They fucking fell off quick He they did fucking, that Jamaican
0: song too That was a hit
1: I Forget what it was called It's a decent song though I don't know Look it up I Yeah Look it up I don't know But they fucking After Drake and Nicki and Tyga And that little run they had It just fucking Yeah It went to shit I feel like they might have gotten a big head. We can make anybody a star. Wrong. That's you of, gotta have talent. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you can't fuck. I mean, I you, mean,
0: but look, think about this: when you get Nicki and Drake at the same time, and then now every artist coming behind them is gonna be compared to that. I mean, see, it's
1: but tough. God, that's unfair,
0: though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. Uh, I mean, it's I true. Mean, nobody's but, doing it
0: on purpose. That's just what's gonna
1: happen. See, but. I get it because it's just kind of like how things go when you're coming up behind Twerking. people. Twerk just the best of rhyme song. People, I'm sorry,
0: and it was with Nicki Minaj. Maybe I have to hear it. Maybe I have to I don't have. To. I don't. Good.
1: I can't think of it off the top of my head. But like, I got radio play. You have to like coming if you're coming behind like a Drake or a Nicki or even a Tiger because he had his little run and he was able to come back or whatever. So he's made a pretty good career for himself. Like right. I get the expectation is there for the next person but you also I feel like you also have to be like all right well this per like they just had like talent like they're actually like Drake is on a different level Nicki Minaj could actually rap like Tiger for as much as I don't really like him he can make a he can make a hit song like he's able to do that right like you should be like it's I feel like it's kind of like easy to see It's like yeah, they, they just, this person coming up, this next person behind them, it just doesn't match up. Like, their talent just doesn't match up. Okay, like, so even say- if you want to hype them up, like, it's going to be there from the outside because that's, oh, well, you know, I'm Big, Nicki, Drake, Wayne, this. Like, so the hype is already there. So you're expecting that same type of. So you think they should have just tried to find more quality artists? For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just- the goal. Uh, you would think, like, I get, like, you want to have artists under you. and But, like, if you had, like, I feel like it just, that's. At this point, I mean that's a lot of what music is now, or rap is quality over quantity, or quantity, quantity over quality. quality. At this point, like right. they're looking to sign as many people as they can. It's they're not hustle. really putting the shit out, but it's like, oh well, you know, maybe one, two of these songs might hit in a year from it's one a of the artists. Game. Yeah, but if you get, if you, I feel like if you find the quality artists, like then you don't have to worry about you know having right, to fucking I mean, recycle and cycle through people. All I like, agree,
0: I agree. That's why it's so beautiful to have a Drake. Because think about the numbers, and you like you know the yeah. return on that shit. Is, you don't even have to think about it. As soon as he releases a single, you know the return is coming back. I'm gonna need my within a month, on the next one. You within know a month, it's gonna it's gonna go platinum within a month. Most yeah, likely it, two months if this if it's a bad song. I mean, and, shit. and he doesn't have many of those. I mean,
1: besides the songs on the mixtape that are already out. I guess what there only two of them that didn't really leak. Which one out of those do you think is gonna between losses and Time flies Landed Which one do I think Could be a single I mean Which one do you think Is going to chart The highest Out of those songs Like out of Besides the ones That we've That already been out For a little bit That have already Had their play And whatever So I mean Probably Uh, the Chris Brown song Yeah just cuz of the power of those two. And it's not if it, that's probably one of my favorite songs on there. It's not a bad song. It's a, I probably like him more. Chicago
0: Freestyle is charting the high, highest right now, I'm pretty sure. But that one's already been out for a little bit, not officially cuz on SoundCloud. But he had the video for it and shit. True, but it can't it, it doesn't count towards the charts.
1: Yeah, but you have now you have people like it's already people have already been able to attach to it and it grows on people so once it's already on once it's available on a streaming platform that one's gonna like people already familiar with that song so people are gonna go to that song that song already has the advantage yeah
0: so coming from some songs that people have not heard i mean i like time flies a lot me too pain 1993 is gonna get some it's gonna get a lot of love yeah but
1: even as bad as cardi uh, is on the back end drake is he barely Still even really had a verse. that shit wasn't even... Not that it was bad, and on top of it, I mean, I guess it's good that it wasn't that long because it was so bad, but yeah. it's not a bad song. In my opinion, D4L, I don't think...
0: I f- really feel like that's a, re- a reach record for Drake. Like, he can... Sometimes he can get on that trap style and do his thing and, you know, showcase his talent, but other times it sounds like he's trying to fit into a lane that is not all the way him. Yeah, I mean... Even from what they're talking about in the record, I mean... Doug and Future both saying, FBG, YSL, what's happening then? And then they say nothing about OVO. And then Drake jumps on and says, FBG, OVO, what's happening then? Like, he has to bring himself to the party type shit. Yeah. So, I mean, we know their relationships are all organic, but it definitely feels like the song was like, I need one of those records. Let me get it. Send it to me. I bought it. I'll jump on it. Let's put it on it for the fans. That's what the record felt like
1: to me i mean that's what 2c slide was though it was for the fans it was it was for tiktok so i mean i and C to, Slide the candy pro- of drake yeah it's probably not as much as a, of a reach as d4l yeah. is but i mean i like drake's part on there the best well that's because you don't like those two <laughs> artists at all yeah but that's more of their that's more of their lane though so you would think like even if i don't like them that's more of what they do that's more of what you know not True. more that is what they do so you would think that they, mean, they but would be better really say the the
0: they all basically say the same thing on the record. Like, <laughs> they all start by repeating the same two bars. I'm pretty sure. So, they all say "what's happening" in thirty times on the record, doesn't they? <laughs> something like that. So I don't it know.
1: Shows the versatility of future and. I still young listen Thugs to the song. I still listen to the song though.
0: Landed, I like a lot. I liked that one when I heard him preview it on Instagram Live. He was on Instagram. I mean, Live I like all Mark. the songs
1: on here. Besides War, I didn't like War when it came out. I don't really like when he does that British flow shit. Like, I, don't, this, I don't hate it, but it's like, eh, I could do it. He that kills way. demons. He really does. Skirt right there in
0: your ends. Yeah. Holes outside on 10.
1: Five Year four, though. He kills guy. that verse. Not good. Not good.
0: <laughs> you don't like Five Year Foreign. <laughs> yeah, he's an acquired taste, that's for sure. Landed, though, when that song got previewed, um, you know how he says a line in it wrote this with the Cartier pen do I sound different it was speculated that Big Sean was going to be on the record because Big Sean posted a picture of a Cartier pen and you know people try and do blogs and shit like that so I thought that was a reach and a half because of the friction that lies between Drake OVO Good Music Kanye Pusha T so I never thought that would be a thing but it was an interesting thought they're probably going to drop around the same time no Sean's dropping soon. And so is Drake. Uh, I don't think Drake drops until July, August. You know,
1: July, August? Yeah. You think he can make his way to another two months? For sure. I mean, he I'm thinking maybe more than... Why, he, why does he put this out? So A little 12 songs to hold us over real quick. I mean, they were already out. Hold us over for two months or so. Nah,
0: nah, he doesn't, Bummer. <laughs> I nah, was thinking maybe not like the end over, of the month. He's not going to oversaturate himself. He puts out music at a steady pace, but he does a good job of not oversaturating himself as far as putting out too much yeah, in a small time space. I guess. Well, shit. So, Big Sean, I think, is going to drop soon, and then I think Drake is going to take the back end of the summer.
1: And then Kendrick Lamar is going to come
0: and Which just makes steal sense. all his thunder. A lot of people are now, I mean, obviously pushing their shit towards the back end of 2020 because of what happened with this pandemic. Yeah. Like, they really can't make their money. Most
1: of these artists have yeah, to make their but, money touring, so if yeah. They can't but a guy the road, I mean, for for guys like Big Sean and Drake and just like I just brought up Kendrick, like they don't they are good as far as like true financially.
0: People like Drake, I feel like, are perfectionists, so they want the album to match the show and the show to match the merch. They want everything to be perfect and they yeah. want it to be a whole entire rollout. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like he doesn't want to cheat
1: his fans in that way. He I would mean, feel that way. The Weeknd did a pretty good rollout. And, I mean, he dropped his what almost it's going to coming up on two months this month. But well, that's because The Weeknd but has he, a concept
0: behind his yeah. album. So it's something that you can hold on to and, like, you know, make
1: yours. Because, I mean, he put the way he rolled that out. is I mean, he put out what? after hours first and then the blind and lights came and then he started dropping all the visuals. And right. then, then once the CD or the album dropped, then he started rolling out all the merch and shit. And then he put out what, two more videos. Yeah. So, I mean like the way he rolled it out was, I, I like, and, they, I like he he, and obviously he's not going to be able to tour anytime
0: soon. So, right. I like what he did, but I think because he like made that character, I think fans are still going to be excited to see that side. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I they're like they'd be excited be, to see him come out yeah, looking be, like that with yeah, the blood it'll on it'll his face. Cool. it
1: would definitely be cool to see.
0: Right So I think the visuals At the show would be dope So I think people Are still hold on to that Yeah Versus like If Drake If this was Drake's album And he was gonna Tour in August It, it would make sense The yeah. records would be Kinda old You know what I'm saying So hmm. I think he takes The back end I'm excited for Big Sean Though Detroit too I've heard a couple Little like snippets Here and there on IG That are kinda exciting Bro. So He hasn't dropped in a while on
1: it. Who's gonna have featured on it? I wonder. I'm sure Pusha T and Two Chains will make an appearance. Maybe. I'm I definitely. Think if like, I had to pick one of the two, I definitely think Two Changes. Two Chains is like a, a. He's locked in to make a, make a feature on that album. With Sean. Yeah. Yeah, probably. More than Pusha T. Also,
0: because there's a little competitive spirit there too. I don't know if I pay a lot, pay attention to a lot of shit on Instagram, but. Somebody either put a picture up or it was like a meme saying who had the best verse on Mercy. And Two Chains like came back and commented, and he's like, I had yeah, best I on that, that. shit. Yeah. And then Big Sean went on IG live with somebody, and he was like, Yeah, I had to like call Two Chains and be like, You feel like you, you sure you feel like you had the best verse on that song? And he felt that way because the whole song was structured around Big Sean's verse. He was the first person to lay a verse on that song. Yeah. And then, uh, yay did what yay did and got everybody on the record but like even when uh he first cut the verse like yay was super excited about the song about about big sean's verse so he feels like if anybody had the best verse it was his because everything was crafted off yeah but
1: Laying the foundation, and then people get to see you know what. Just because like, you do it first, yeah, doesn't mean they get to see it's like oh, this is what he's coming yeah. with. So they exactly. they're able to gauge their verse off of what off what they're he's at doing. Advantage. So it's like yeah, yeah, well I mean, and even if it was the best verse, like you I would don't think, think so. I don't think so either. But you would think if it's the best verse, like you save that, you kind of switch maybe two chains and Big Sean's verse around, or switch something around to. Nah, it doesn't what Ye did. It couldn't have been done any better. Done, exactly, it really. I think have. It, it was. Plays perfectly. Mm-hmm. I think I think the, the verse is kind of going order as far as from best to, or worst to best. I think it's. In a sense, I kind of like
0: what Kanye does. He kind of like. He puts himself somewhere else by changing the beat when he does
1: his verse, in mm-hmm. my opinion. He does with that fucking. And then he brings it back and lets two chains With that fucking finish Scarface it. Bowser type yeah. fucking. I feel like I'm in Bowser's castle
0: listening to that shit. And I feel like it's Scarface in there. The camera's panning to the. Pond of blood with the body bitch, in with, the, it. With, the, with the with the chick with the his statue. Oh, the yeah, world yeah, is yeah. yours.
1: She's holding up the globe. Yeah, ah, that ah, shit is fucking. When that he is just died. Yeah, that shit is. That's a hard classic ass ass fucking, scene. It really is. Great yeah. fucking movie. He's on our wall, and that's what no, like makes it. me
0: appreciate artists so much, specifically Kanye, because like to Great. take that one snippet and just make that a song. It's crazy. He's
1: able to pull pull from places and inspire and make fucking cool shit. On like I just that's that's up there with one of my favorite songs mm-hmm. ever. That shit is fucking start to finish, just the way that shit comes in and like like we were just kinda I mean I'm not really bagging on Big Sean but even he had the worst verse on there and that shit that shit was still a fucking nice hard verse. Like you say he has the worst solid. verse? I, I yeah. would probably would agree with that. But, but that if we like, had to stack them But that's like I'm not even trying to say best. that like like I'm not best even like, I mean. a slight or anything. It's just like man, like He's on there with we, some heavy hitters, exactly like <laughs>
0: Kanye. Push, Push wasn't. He's he, always been putting
1: out. He's always been right, bar right. heavy. So I mean, you, you you're gonna get that from him. The one that right, really surprised look, me the most was probably Two Chains.
0: Right, but I feel like if you're looking at it from like the perspective of a kid our age at that time when that song came out, they might not have been that familiar with Pusha T. He still was no, kinda getting sure. his bearings as an independent no, for solo sure. artist. But if you know of the clips, then you yeah, know yeah. he's gonna come with that shit. No, I get you know what, what you're saying? saying. I get what you're saying. So I That I was kind of like
1: that was like his his uh his reemergence, his second yeah, coming yeah, yeah. kind of. Exactly. And I say that to say like
0: Big Sean kinda was like he was established, but he still was Well, they all were around the same type of competitive level other than Kanye Kanye was on a different level And they kind of Two all chain.
1: Were, I mean Two Chains That was his Second, second coming too yeah. So I mean, But he still was like In the midst of bubbling yeah. You know what I'm saying Cause that, that came out 2012 Yeah So that's right around When they all started they mm-hmm. That was Two Chains' year as, yeah, 2012 as,
0: is Two Chains' year
1: Yeah Big yeah. Sean had just dropped Well he had uh, Finally Famous in 2010 And mm-hmm. then what Did he drop anything in 2012? Was it that a uh, Hall of Fame Shitty ass Fucking no. album God damn he needs to erase that from his fucking... That yeah. was terrible. He ranked his albums and he put... Yeah, that he, good for album. him. So he even knows that. <laughs> He's self-aware. He <laughs> At least self-aware. we know that. That shit was fucking <laughs> trash. Yeah. That shit was <laughs> fucking trash. Get that shit off the airways. Poor Iggy Azalea. Hey, she's
0: bad, though. God Supp- damn. Supposedly, she just had Cardi's kid.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. So it was like last week or like two weeks ago, I saw that. Man,
0: that's such an interesting situation. I, I wonder if that like
1: made his... Is her ass
0: real? i like where your your mind went <laughs>
1: <laughs> because like, i saw a picture be determined i saw i saw a picture i don't know how real it was but i saw a picture of like her before fame and i don't know if it was photoshopped it was real or not or whatever but it made her look like she had a flat ass and we all know she does not have a flat ass <laughs> we now all know. yeah that's true i don't know if it's really fake but i know i like it <laughs> Shit, amen <laughs> to
0: that but uh i wonder if that's made like her Relationship with Cardi, and I guess now supposedly her having Playboy Cardi's ba- baby. I wonder if that's like caused friction
1: between him and ASAP, him and Rocky. Is he ever gonna drop his album? Who? All smiles, ASAP Rocky.
0: Is Cardi ever gonna drop his? I know you don't care, yeah, but exactly. It's the same type of question with Cardi. Maybe they just stop making music altogether. I don't think they stop making music altogether. Cardi B. It's Jim. a lot of it's a lot I of mean, behind the scenes I mean
1: she should too, but Playboy Cardi. <laughs> she should
0: not. It's a lot of behind the scenes shit that goes into making an album and putting music
1: out when you're signed to a major. See, so, so A$AP Rocky, who is he signed to? RCA. Oh, see, I thought he was his own thing. No. How many artists are their own thing? How many big artists are there are independent? Jay-Z but he's been, he's established, established. Like,
0: <laughs> the biggest independent artist right now, probably Chance, if he would drop a song. <laughs> um, then I didn't listen to his album, but I didn't hear good things about it. Kanye technically owns all his masters now. Well, he still Chris signed. Chris Brown? Chris Brown still signed. He owns all his no, masters, though. So that's how they get them to re sign. Mm-hmm. Now the artist artists like Chris Brown with that much leverage can structure his deal how he wants to structure yeah. it. And now the, now the label was more so benefiting off of what he's going to do versus him benefiting off of them. You know what I'm saying? Makes
1: sense. Makes sense. So,
0: 2 Chains owns his masters too.
1: 2 Chainz. That's
0: how he re-signed with uh, Def Jam, I'm pretty sure. Because at the end of his, uh, his, end of his deal was uh, Pretty girls like trap music, and then he resigned and did the statue next, of Limitation yeah. no, Not fucking uh, that's <laughs> rapper go to the league. There you go. Statue yeah. of
1: limitations is a song. Yeah, on that album. But um, does that fucking the 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 true album that he came out with was was uh Atlantic? So that counts as an album? No,
0: no. He did a. Label deal with Atlantic, I'm pretty sure.
1: But that one that he just put out with his people, with uh, uh, true. Is that is that the one that he just put out recently? Mm-hmm. Is that does that count as an album? Yeah, but for the label, true. All right, it's like a yeah, that's his label, self-made. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. But back to big artists being independent. This Dark Lane demo tape came out on OVO. I think that's the first album or project to come out under OVO for Drake. You got to remember, OVO, he has a label deal with Warner Brothers, but he's always been signed to Universal through Young Money, Cash Money. And Scorpion got him out of that deal. We don't know if he signed anywhere since. If he's Universal. I mean, conversation for a while that he was just Universal. He's just signed to the big major now, not Cash Money, Young Money. You know what I'm saying? But I'm pretty sure I'm gonna pull it up right now. This shit says OVO might as well under just... exclusive license to Republic Records. So he signed a Republic. Or OVO signed a Republic. And Republic is owned by Universal. So there you go. <laughs> Universal forever. <laughs> Lucy and Grange ain't losing that nigga for nothing.
1: Smart move on their part, shit. Shit. They've
0: asked Lucy and Grange about like Drake's budget, and he's like anything he wants. <laughs> You name it. <laughs> Anything If <laughs> he, he wants it, he gets it. How okay. can you tell somebody no, like Drake? You can't. When his return is what his return is. Yeah, can't. Cash money. He made Cold cash on money. Cash.
1: What it is?
0: The the Power fucking house. monster that they are. The powerhouse. Like they were a great successful label up until Drake, but Drake put them into like he made them into dynasty a status. A
1: fucking, fucking. He said Blue Blood? Blue Blood, like one of the traditional fucking... The fucking powerhouse of fucking... He's that. Yeah, he
0: solidified them with the Rockefellers and the Bad Boys. No Limit, too. I feel like No Limit as a label should get a lot of credit because they made a lot of rappers' money. Who's on there? That's Masterpiece label. Snoop was on there. C. Miller was on there. Um couple other people that we really don't remember. Like they weren't the most known artists, yeah. but Master P knew the business. Yeah. And he was one they're one of the most profitable labels ever. And that's on the on that's the back P of Master a smart P. Guy. Yeah, yeah. He played he in the league a, too, right? He did play in the league. With the
1: Raptors. Yeah. He
0: took an eighty twenty deal. So eighty percent of royalties and everything he got and then the label got the other twenty percent. Damn. Yeah. Smart guy. hmm he was like that was like the first of his kind that deal
1: good for him let him be smart
0: yep read the fine print yep Snoop Dogg always says like if you watch interviews with Snoop Dogg and he like talks about his career and shit he said I would have never made money if it wasn't for Master P he said Master taught him the business he taught him how to be a brand and do movies and shows and make merchandise and products Master P's been doing that for the longest of time and he That's still bad. does it to he's today. Selling today.
1: He's selling himself rap
0: snacks. He has Magnati shoes. He has rap noodles. It's, the shit's in Walmart. <laughs> rap noodles. His chips are in 7 Eleven. in the rap Gas stations. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he owns all of that shit. Damn. Good for him. Yeah. Good so, for him. He's one of uh, the great rap business pioneers, I would say. Jay Z is probably the most. Um, celebrated because he's such a bright star yeah and he's and he has he owns big businesses he's a billionaire like <laughs> he don't own <laughs> rap uh, he owns so fucking title yeah you can't argue in with, rock nation you can't argue with billions and do say an ace of spades which is the most prestige probably the most prestigious champagne there is in the club he
1: owns that yeah. Oh, shit.
0: Armand Brignac or something like that. I forget the French term, but yeah, he owns it.
1: Shit. Making that monies.
0: hmm And speaking of, Michael Jordan, last Dance. Michael Jordan, big brand. If you I watch mean, these past two episodes, something he said on those episodes rubbed people the wrong way. Back then and now because of political views, but yeah. he basically said that what was going on in that time, what, what year was it that that election was happening
1: the 92 93 season because it
0: was it was the the dream team year yes it was the 92 i think election it was for a governor in north senator in north carolina and he was a notorious notoriously racist senator for a long time and there was a black nominee up and you know north carolina wanted michael jordan basically to endorse the guy and like you know use his platform to speak out and Michael Jordan didn't want to do it instead he gave proceeds or what do you call it not he proceeds. gave my,
1: he, donated to, he do- donated to that party to much that
0: too. party yeah basically to the campaign of that party and then a statement came out that like he was on the bus talking with people and he Just made, shooting the shit pretty shooting much shooting the shit basically and he was like you know republicans buy nike's too or they buy jordan's too and you know people kind of took that and ran with it but for a certain demographic of people you know, it kind of is disheartening to hear that because in a sense, he's their hero and it kind of seems like he only cares about his success and his brand success and not about what the well-being and the growth of his people.
1: There's two things that I take from that though that, I, that in the, in the documentary, he doesn't back off from what he says. Like he stands firm to what he said and right. like, he does explain it and gives his explanation to it. But the fact that he just kind of stands by it and is like, well, I said what I said, like it's true at the end of the day. I mean, you, you you want to make money for yourself and you wanted to to help provide for your family this that whatever for whatever reason But
0: i was going to say i kind of like how obama broke it down when they have obama speak about it and obama was like you know on one end himself obama being somebody that was you know in politics and was in uh to the civil rights movement and all that type of stuff it was you know a little disheartening to hear that from somebody like michael jordan but on the other side, he is a guy that's just trying to figure out how to, how you to know, be himself. be himself and what's in the best interest of his image and, and himself as a person and as a brand. So you kind of like understand that, you know, he was trying to figure it out himself, but it could have been a better decision in some people's eyes. Been, yeah, it
1: could have had been better executed. But right. what I was going to what I was going to say, I remember what I was going to say is that he says about the being a role model is like, listen. I work hard, I, you know, try to work hard on my craft, perfect it, do this. I try to, you know, lead by example. If it's not for you, then maybe I'm not the leader for you or the role right. model for you. Well, and I, I mean, I, I. it's like not everybody is for – everyone is for everyone. You feel me? Like, for yeah. as great as he is and for as uh, transcendent as he was, he. I mean, he – Shows that it's like, listen, like I still have flaws, I'm still a normal person. And I feel like he showed that a lot more than a lot of other superstars across, you know, going back to like a Kareem, Muhammad Ali, Magic Johnson, even like today, Le- LeBron James, where he, he's kind of like you don't really see he's kind of untouchable, he's never really had any big turmoil, he's never had, you know, any uh. Th- Disputes with the media or anything like that. You know, the biggest thing that people hate on LeBron is that he went from the shitty ass fucking Cleveland Cavaliers to go to the Heat to win championships. And he came back and won them a championship anyway. So it's like, I mean, that's the one slight that you can have on LeBron. But Michael Jordan, you kind of see that in this documentary, they do a good job of that, showing him like he is a person. Like when he's in the hotel room and he's like, I, I, you know, I enjoy this time by myself. Like it's all good until you guys come bothering me talking about the camera crew. And he starts explaining. It's like sometimes it's like he just kind of – you could see that he was just tired. Like he needed a break. He's been – you know, he took this franchise Chicago from in 84 from being a, you know, laughing stock to going winning six in a row or three and three. This was off their first three-peat or they were about to uh, three-peat their first time. That's true. What I
0: think is amazing to see is, you know, we've kind of got a little sneak preview on some episodes that we – have not that have not been released yet. So one of those episodes, I believe it's the next upcoming episode, seven. Um, this is going detailing the the you know, the pain he felt about the death of his father and detailing that and what happened and whatnot. So to see him come back that what was it, ninety six? And when the first the ring? His first like,
1: ring was in ninety six. He came back in the ninety five season, yeah, halfway through that the first, 95 That
0: first that first ring he won in ninety six. After he won, him laid out on the floor in the locker room, in the training room, like that emotional moment, that was heavy to see. Yeah, it was. Like like, he was like wheezing. Like (laughs) hyperventilating. Yeah, like, like, oh shit. Because he had to be that rock for his family. He still has to be Michael Jordan. But he had to deal with the burden of losing his father. Not only that, you know, his first finals playing without his father there. Yeah. He had to play basketball without his father there. And like that was a big thing for him. So that was. Really touching to see.
1: That shit was kind of – it was on Father's Day he won that shit. On
0: Father's Day he won it.
1: That's amazing. Bro. He is – I mean, like I said, the most that I'm taking away from this is, I like, I just gained more respect for him. And Like, you kind of – like, it, it does a real good job of detailing the 98 season specifically, their last season, but, like, going between, you know – Connecting everything and how everything connect from that last season connect like how it all built up and you know what they build in the are built in Chicago as far as a franchise right. basketball how everything exploded. And they they go off of side roads on Scotty, uh, uh, Dennis, Dennis Rodman, and the following episodes they go more into the uh, like the Steve Kerr's, the supporting and cast, and, this and how last they had to one. deal with those and, superstar energies like Michael
0: Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Dennis Rodman. Like I th- think they do a good job of also
1: including those other guys that had to deal yeah. with those challenges. And I think in this one too, they just, they talk about uh, John Paxson hitting that game winner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they they go into. Very great detail, very good detail. I mean, they have 10 episodes to do it. So, right. I mean, as far as just the ins and outs of it, you know, how, you know, what, you, I mean, a good idea of how it was like to be Michael Jordan in that time. Right, right. One one clip I thought was
0: really, like, interesting was when he is in a uh, hotel room by himself and the camera crew's in there talking to him and he's like, man, it was peace, peaceful and quiet before y'all came in. He's like, man, it's the only moments I get to myself. You know, people ask me, "Am I gonna miss this?" He's like, "You know, not really. Like I've yeah, got to a I, point where I'm just tired. Like I'm I'm done with
1: it." That's what i was saying. He just looked like you could, you could see the exhaustion on his face. And like, then they just... had somebody
0: talking about it, and they're like, "You gotta realize, from the moment Michael Jordan leaves his hotel room, the spotlight is on him." And then they cut to him literally getting out of the elevator, and the fucking hotel is nuts. People everywhere waiting for him. Then when he gets to the stadium, it's the same thing. The Media there. Media There's after Congress. the game all the fans and family that want to meet him and get yeah. him to sign shit after the game. Then he's got to go back to the hotel. There's a crowd there. Make it up to the room then do it all over again. Like, for how long was he doing that?
1: Shit. A
0: long yeah, time. He all was, the 90s. Nin-
1: right. All the 90s. Exactly. Because even and when it, he went to baseball, he still, he got all the media and covers. It and was, it only got what's a, Michael Jordan doing? Like, is,
0: And it only got more intense every year. I mean, he was winning championships and getting better and better. So, the fame was... Increasing and the amount of attention was bigger and bigger every time. So crazy to see, man. It is
1: crazy, but it it just it always does. Like it always for me at least, it trails back to. You start comparing, like you get now that we're able to see, you know what it was like for him. We didn't really like we grew up or we were alive when it happened, but we were too young to really remember, you know michael jordan and the type of dominance that he had but now you're we able to see it a little bit better more in detail And it, it just always comes back to lebron james and how it compares and like yeah i mean we're gonna do that naturally because yeah. we grew up
0: in the lebron era and we got to see greatness ourselves
1: from a young age from, from a the young beginning, age. Like, i feel like the things that michael jordan was dealing with in the 90s and not even feel like lebron james was dealing since he was 16 he was on the the first high school yeah, player yeah. to be on the Sports Illustrated. Mm-hmm. And the fucking big ass in bold was the chosen one. Well, we
0: touched on touched on that a little bit last episode. Yeah. We were saying how polished LeBron was. You made a good point. You said he's had media coverage on him since he was 16 years old. So by the time he gets into the league, he's more accustomed to it. You know, it's, it's easier for it's him routine to deal with. For him, yeah. Yeah, it's easier for him to deal with. It's more routine. So I think that's why LeBron had more of that, you know, Polished stature because he had it from a young age. He had no choice.
1: And that's the thing. Like, all these great players are, I feel like, layer you are, I guess, I mean, if you, how far back you want to go, but Kareem Abdul Jabbar kind of laid as far as. One of the greats, he laid the foundation for guys like Larry and Magic Johnson, right. and the way that they opened up the game as far as bringing it back, making it more likable, uh, getting TV deals out mm. of it and shit like that. And Michael then Jordan then took that to the to next level. level yep. LeBron James is taking that to a next. He's gonna and then eventually one day LeBron James is gonna lay the foundation for somebody that's like there's gonna be no conversation that he that person is clearly the greatest of all you time. You think he's like,
0: taking it to a, a higher level than Michael? I think he's taking it as high as Michael. No, international,
1: international. Think he's more revered internationally than Michael Jordan. I think Michael Jordan introduced, not I think he did. The Dream Team introduced basketball to the world, and you know they really you know made it glamorous. Mm -hmm. And I, they, they were the stepping stones. That I feel like LeBron James. Was more involved as far as business deals, contracts with you know. I feel like Kobe has a lot to do with that too. I wouldn't take that away from Kobe. I think
0: LeBron is the bigger superstar. We can have that conversation. and I probably yeah. would agree with you. But as far as excelling the game for and taking sure. it global, I mean,
1: and and it's not all like you you put certain faces to certain things. Right. Like when we think of like right now, like for example, uh, Steph Curry with three points. Obviously, he did there's too. A, yeah, yeah, there's a ton That's of true. people, and Steph Curry is that guy. He's not. Talent level, he's not on. He's he's going to be a top ten player of all time, top twenty at least, fifteen. But the way that he did transcend the game, it's not on the level of a LeBron James and a Michael Jordan because they are they are the face of the league, right? Like right since LeBron has been in the league, he has been the face. Since Michael Jordan has been in the league, he
0: was the face of the league. That's what I was about to say. It took Steph eight seasons for us to see like this fucking amazing superstar. Like before that, he was the potential to be that because he was such a great shooter, but. Those two MVP seasons, we got to see that shit in real life, and it changed basketball forever. And the, for, for and the thing that
1: I'll say about Kobe, though, is that, that that little time gap that we had that LeBron wasn't in the league, who the, the, the conversation for who the face of the league was, like it was up in the air between right. Kobe, Tim Duncan, KG. You can probably add Shaq in there. You, you can definitely add Shaq in there. Like it was debate who was the face of the league. Once LeBron got in the league, it was like – Maybe his first three, four years, but right. once he got to the finals in his fourth year, it's like there's we're ex- They were expecting this all the time. Like, it's where do you think that convers- When do you
0: think that conversation was, as far as Kobe not being the face of the league? Because I don't think he completely could have because of Cause they, I mean, allegations was, and shit well, that he dealt that, with well, off, that, outside the court.
1: That, but also the fact that he played with Shaq.
0: True, that's a good point. And per-
1: Shaq's personality was so much bigger than Kobe's Huge. at that time. Probably the biggest. So it's, so, not that it's not taking away from the talent, but at a certain point, when you're talking about like the face of something, like a company or a league right, or something, right. you got to take in mark or uh, markability, right? And that's what's so crazy about LeBron. Like he does it all. He's he's marketable. He yeah. fucking he's clean, polished, no blemishes on his on his resume. Beautiful far family. As, I mean, he's done. He's done it right the whole way. Yeah, he is. Like he's the Obama of this shit, they, and they go into this on um classy about everything. In the last dance, they go into you know how they how Michael Jordan got propelled up to you know that superstar level, and then on episode six, they kind of show him how the media started tearing him down. Right, they were looking searching for things to kind of tear him down to make he went him on not a two human. week
0: hiatus where he wouldn't speak to
1: the media. Imagine if it was during that gambling shit. Imagine if LeBron James was just I'm not talking to the media for two weeks. You know how much shit he would get. True. Kevin Durant did it, and how much shit did he get? But
0: he's still, he's still KD. He's got two rings.
1: Huh. He's when not, thought, a, he's not on that, that level. Though. Yeah, <laughs> you'll lose. <laughs> you think they'll
0: be making documentaries about Kevin Durant?
1: They'll make documentaries about the not. I'm maybe not like a Last Dance. Like the the behind the scenes shit. If that's true, since they've been recording LeBron James since he got like that's going to be on the same level tw- twenty years from now. I don't think Kevin Durant's going to have a documentary like that. But he'll have definitely documentaries about him. Right, he'll be in documentaries. Just I mean, he's a great player in, in in his time. He's gonna be a top twenty player probably. That's true. But I mean, and he did one of the biggest bitches move, bitch move in the NBA ever. Pretty much. I, I mean, did. if you that's the consensus, he jumped teams and won two cheap rings. He did. So, I mean... They're it, doing a documentary on that Clippers
0: team. And the that Donald's was quick.
1: St- the Donald Sterling shit. Yeah, that was quick. That's going to be interesting to see. Because
0: when did that happen again? When I first seen the commercial. 2014? Some, I, I forget, yeah. But when I first seen the commercial, I thought it was, like, going to be surrounded by, like, all the different egos and what imploded on that team but it's it seems like it's more about the donald sterling yeah. shit and what happened and oh that's what it's yeah that's, yeah, what that's it's about. exactly what it's if about. and you said
1: who was it that said that Mike bar or matt barnes might be uh behind yeah. it yeah, yeah he's
0: into he's, he's into a lot of production he has his own podcast yeah. with steven jackson he's been producing movies
1: directing movies stuff like that so he's a smart guy
0: I I think I I like listening to
1: him. I like listening because he'll get on uh, the herd sometimes, Uh and he when when it's NBA season or whatever, he'll go on there. Yeah, he's. I mean, you know, like him as a player or not, he's he's a smart guy off the court. He was a dog too. Mm -hmm. He was a dog. You wouldn't know. You had to
0: come correct with man. That's what I'm
1: saying. Some people thought that he was a dirty player. Sometimes he was.
0: (laughs) It was part of his uh, part of his aura, part of the intimidation factor. You know, what I'm saying that kind of yeah. what made him the player he was. I mean, you don't be you're not considered as great of a defender as he is if you don't, you know, have some type of intimidation factor. Yeah, he was coined the Kobe stopper at one point, but yeah. that wasn't real. <laughs> that wasn't real at all. But um, yeah, I respect Mark Matt Barnes. I like his podcast. Also, like Knuckleheads too. That's a good podcast. That's with uh, Darius Miles and Quentin Richardson.
1: Yeah, you told they me have about a lot that. of good guests. They both had Kobe on. Um, I mean, shit. We haven't even talked. We, they touch on uh, MJ and Kobe. That is true.
0: And the linea- the, the 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 comparison yeah. and the conversation that was had behind the scenes at the
1: All Star game that in the had. locker room. Yeah. That was cool that was ninety eight. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Who that young boy that got over there with the Lakers?
1: <laughs> yeah, that was definitely. Uh... He was like,
0: <laughs> he was like, he don't let the game come to him. He go out there and take that motherfucker. <laughs> And that that was Kobe. I mean, he was going to shoot until the fucking ball hit the fucking net. Like, he did not care. The yeah. same, like, confidence that he had later in his career, I feel like he had that as a young man. He just didn't have the skill level yet. He just wasn't that polished yet to hit those type of shots. But he was willing to take them. And that's why a lot of people looked at him crazy. And he
1: makes a good point that when he came into the league, the league was a lot older. You had a lot of veteran teams. Right. So he didn't get that respect. Yeah. And the, well, that, but you're playing against people who have been, you know, doing it for years instead of now when it's a lot more younger. You have a lot of raw, unpolished players. Yeah. So they're going more off athleticism. And they have, granted, they probably had more training growing up or better training growing up Mm -hmm. just because the way the NBA is now. It's like, you're kind of training your kids from a young age that, you know, into AAU. Like, we're going to try and get you into the league. Right. That's and true. They, so, but they come into the league a lot younger, and that's more like mental IQ shit, too. Right. But, yeah, I mean, the Kobe and Jordan relationship, you can see from the beginning, like,
0: Jordan took the Kobe. He was giving them information yeah. on the court when they were, like, at the free throw line. Kobe was asking them questions, and Mike was giving them little game here and there. And back to the uh, Matt Barnes thing, I seen Kobe on that podcast and he talked about the relationship he had with Mike. And like, he was like, Mike wouldn't share information with everybody. Like, it was rare. He said he did with me because he knew I was about that life. Yeah. Like, he knew I had the monster in my eye that I was going to go out there and get it. And my work ethic was going to be undeniable. So that's why Mike and him had that relationship because, you know, Mike respected him and respected his work ethic. Yeah, I think that's special to see.
1: Good old Kobe.
0: And Kobe kind of was giving it back himself with the Mamba Academy, and like he was training a lot of NBA players throughout the summer. I mean, you can name it: PG Defensive Player of the Year, Kawhi Defensive Player of the Year, Winter championship, Giannis, Giannis MVP.
1: He was working. A lot of yeah. guys
0: that he was had a lot of influence on: Jason Ky- Tatum, Kyrie, Kyrie.
1: Yeah, no, he definitely he he had his impact on the because I mean he took it past basketball; like he, he did. did more. He did way he, more, yeah. He was a mentor.
0: Yeah, but I mean, he he was a mentor, but he was so like.
1: It seems like he was. Is, it seems like he was a little bit more willing to share the information and be more open than Michael Jordan
0: was. I agree. I agree, but like I just feel like Kobe's information is so valuable because his game was so technical. Like mm. he got to a point like he would know how many steps that he would have to take to get to a spot and hit a shot. It was just muscle memory. Yeah. If he took four steps the right way, the ball was going to go into the hoop like the science behind how like monotonous he was about everything is crazy
1: that's that Mamba mentality honestly he made a fucking academy for it he the did Mamba rest mentality. in peace
0: to the late great Kobe Bryant one of the greatest say. to do it that was uh, that one was of the a greatest touching moment, to a touching moment in the documentary yeah it really was I think Kobe's greatness is so like bright because it relates to so many different things that Mamba mentality like it's not only basketball it's it was the work ethic and the drive he had to be great. You can relate that to anything, so I think that's, that's why he's I so mean, celebrated.
1: Sports in general, though, true. You get, I'm, but so he's w- the epitome of that. Oh yeah, but you find that's. I mean, we've talked about this. I mean, we're friends from football. We all we. That's how we all know each other, really. And that's right. how we, we became friends. And you know, when you're really, the thing is that when you're grinding with somebody, regardless if it's you know physical activity, you know mentally, you, like you're going to work to in an office and you're working with a team of people, like when you grind together and see mm-hmm. what people are willing to put out, right. and see you know how far somebody is willing to go to reach a certain goal, then you start earning respect for people. Right.
0: It's funny you say that. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about a moment today with you, like, and a big reason why I respect you so much. And I knew from that point I'd always respect you. Lake Brantley game, when we were down, I don't know if we were down a score or two, but the game looked like it was going to be over. I guess it was a score. Mm -hmm. And I remember being on the sideline with you taking the knee and, like, we're all, like, kind of down about it. And you're like, nah, fuck this. I'm about to make this shit happen. Like, you didn't hang your head at all. Next two big plays. The first one was a kickoff, Eric, forced fumble recovery. And then on defense, forced it, fumble recovery.
1: It was the strip, strip for or the fumble on defense first on the goal line was first. And then was the kickoff really? was second. Both game. those
0: plays back to back, though, showed me like your drive to not quit. I remember always respecting you from that moment. So it's funny that you said that. Real fucking shit. Real
1: talk. Real shit. Honestly, those were probably the two clutches moments of my life. <laughs> yeah. shit, like, I was like, fuck, right. it, I'm not going out like no bitch. But, but I
0: remember you <laughs> vividly saying that and for then really? going to do it. And I was like, yeah, wow, yeah. this nigga really. I
1: mean, did not let us go out like that. Uh, like we forced two OTs when, over that. When, like, when, that's what I'm saying though. Like, and it, we've talked about this too. It's like, wh- it's unfortunate when people don't find a passion. At that time, like that was my passion. Like football is what I wanted. Like that's, right. I didn't care about anything else. So it's like, that was what like mm-hmm. was pushing me. And I, you know, I fell in love with, you know, the sport. I met wonderful people, made right. great connections, like bonds that I would, like will be forever. So it's like, like I said, things like that, when you're, when you're able to, you know, blood, sweat, tears, going through mm-hmm. workouts with each other, right. grinding, with in our case, because it was football, when you're able to grind like that, it's just, like, it's a, it's a different type of respect that you have for somebody. That's true. I think that's why you've been feeling that way about Ryan
0: the last month or so. Because he's been in there grinding with you in the garage Lord, as far as working fucking, out and That whatnot. steel yard. Mm-hmm. That shit,
1: I mean, it's, it's a little fucking... It gets the job done. That's what that's, I'm saying. If you get, like... And I think I brought this up off... um off the air, but I forget who I was talking to. It might've been you actually about like, from it sparked the idea of like, what's the difference between like motivation and passion? Cause you don't, for me, you don't necessarily have to be passionate about something to be motivated to do it. Uh So it's like, you like, and we've talked about this with sports, like guys that get to the league, they're satisfied with getting to that
0: yeah once they got the jersey they, exactly they it's like that was Dwindles. it
1: so like the motivation was there to get there but maybe it wasn't something that were, they were passionate, passionate about. about they have the skills to do it they had the means to do it it was you know a means to an end right. but once you get to that point you start signing the contracts and you start you know you, you you're able to, you're able to fix up some of the problems that you couldn't have before then you, you lose some of that drive right the motivation for it but you could still i feel like a passion is something you don't ever lose mo- like a a love for a or like just a drive for it. Right. You can be motivated for something that, you you know, you just get to a point once you get to that point. All right, that's it. I'm good where I'm at. Or, you know, I've, I've done what I needed to do. Everything else is just icing on the cake at this point. Right. So I mean, that's, that was just a thought that it sparked. I agree. Difference between passion and motivation. That's a great point. I like how you broke that down, but I feel like you with passion comes motivation. Yes. More so than motivation breeds or comes from passion or passion comes from, what did I say?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Passion, Um, you have
1: to be, you have, passion breeds motivation, but motivation doesn't breed passion. Maybe. What say
0: you? (laughs) Maybe the fat person who never worked out their whole life gets motivated to work out because they're tired of looking a certain way and then they fall in love with fitness and they grow a passion for it and they become a fitness instructor. Maybe in that scenario it could happen. See, but, but I understand what you're trying to say is more likely for you to be passionate about something and that passion motivates you to go after.
1: It. See, but with things like that, I get what you're saying, but I feel like a you can be in denial about something that you're passionate about. Like in a situation like that, where you know you might be out of way, you don't you don't you look a certain way, and you you just haven't had the motivation, motivation, or like I feel like a lot of it though is fear driven. Like oh, I like people get scared of certain things, whether it's good or bad, judgment, exactly, or like I mean because. Like for the gym, there's people that don't go to the gym just for the sheer fact that it's like, oh, people are going to laugh at me or do this. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, I go to the gym, I work out. If you're like working hard and busting your ass, like nobody's going to make fun of you. Most mm-hmm. people are going to the gym to work hard and bust their ass. Right. If you see the people that I kind of, you know, when I'm in my head judging, like judging people is when the, just chilling on their phone like walking around the gym for an hour not doing anything that's like a waste of time but besides that even that though in that scenario I don't think
0: anybody's going to come up and like laugh at you like no, we're in we high should. school Yeah, no, they're going to judge you and form opinions about you because that's human nature but I yeah. mean if you can't deal with that then you're not dealing with life the right way for in sure. my opinion because it's always going to happen I mean, judgment, yeah. That you is, know what I'm saying? People are not going to say it to your face, but they're always going to have an opinion opinion sure. about
1: you. And you just... Everything that's going on around you, to, you. Yeah, exactly. But what's it called? I feel like, back to the point that I was getting to, that there could be, like, hidden passions. Things that you, don't, you didn't know you were passionate about until you tried it. And then once you tried it, you started finding that love right. for it. The I love heard. was always there, but you just didn't know about it because you weren't traveling down that avenue or, you know, doing whatever it is that you had to do to find that passion. All right. Yeah.
0: I agree with you. I mean, that's a great point. But if you find something that you're passionate about, that's a beautiful thing because not everybody has
1: a chance. Not everybody
0: finds it. And if they do, some people find it late. So if you have it, work hard at it. Honestly.
1: And if not, then keep on looking. Keep looking. You'll find it.
0: Search. Search that shit.
1: Yeah. Go ahead. Catch us on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, SoundCloud, SoundCloud and Google Play. Um, If you want to check us out on Instagram, we're at No Hangover Podcast. Likes, comments, questions, concerns. If you need to reach out to us, go ahead and do that. Uh, Also, make sure to subscribe to us across all our platforms. Uh, We're making our way back to YouTube soon, so be on the lookout for that uh, sooner rather than later. So um, keep an eye out. We'll keep you updated on that. Uh, We have... 11 playlists out you can find those on spotify and if you have trouble finding those you can find them on my own personal page on apple music at eric underscore Ponte 34 we got 11 like i said we're gonna be putting out more to you soon and uh yeah that's it thank you guys love